The Chicago White Sox put up nine runs and beat the Angels to split the series. Sox did not hit a home run, but had a huge six-run third inning and a pair of very important runs in the ninth inning. Lance Lynn struggled, but was able to go six innings. Sox are 11 games under 500, but just four and a half games back in the AL Central. You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome back to Lockdown White Sox. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Locked on White Sox. I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong, die-hard Chicago White Sox fan recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Our Chicago White Sox take on the Oakland Athletics on Friday in Oakland. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. State of the Sox. They are 36 and 47, four and a half games back in the AL Central as the Cleveland Guardians are now on top of this very forgiving division. On Thursday, it was the series finale in L.A. Uh, Sox beat the Angels 9-7. to uh, It was a day game after a night game that saw the White Sox put up 11 runs and 17 hits. And that, to me, screamed disaster. Uh, but the White Sox put up nine runs without hitting a home run uh, Lance Lynn uh, struggled early on, but settled down eventually. You know, I would have lost a ton of money. Uh, I would have bet the White Sox maybe score one, two runs, had five hits uh, after what they did on Wednesday night. Uh, full details uh, later on in this episode. Uh, so the Thursday lineup looked a little something like this, which was a little scary uh, to kick things off. Uh, Remillard was uh, leading off and playing second base. Uh, Andrew Benatendi had the day off. Hopefully it was just that, just a day off. Uh, Tim Anderson still back in that two spot uh, at shortstop. Uh, Luis Robert Jr., uh, Jimenez uh, playing right field. Andrew Vaughn, uh, Grandal was your DH. Uh, Jake Berger, uh, Frazier was in left field, and Zavala uh, was catching. Uh, and this is what uh, Pedro Grafol said about Zach Remillard leading off on Thursday. Uh, this is what he liked, that he gets on base. He does the little things that help us win games. Uh, he'll take a walk. Uh, he'll take a hit-by-pitch, a uh, bunt, uh, got good energy. There's a lot uh, like that uh, going on. So uh, kind of a throwback player by uh, listening to that quote, reading that quote by uh, Pedro Grafol. I love how he said uh, he'll take a walk. He'll take a hit by pitch. He'll just stand there and, you know, take it and uh, get on base. Uh, 
bunting. He loves to bunt, and he's pretty good at it, too. Uh, good to see Zach Remillard. You know, he's got a chance. Uh, he came up uh, a, a rookie at 29 years old, but uh, came on strong in Seattle, and he's been getting some playing time, and he's making the most of it. So uh, interesting that Pedro Grafol said all those things about Zach Remillard, you know, uh, doing the little things, the taking walks, getting on base. Uh, you know, where was that when, when he had T.A. in the leadoff spot? time and time again and he was questioning anybody that would question him and uh, so because ta wasn't doing all of those things andrew benatendi is doing those things and zach remillard had a pretty good game uh, in the leadoff spot on thursday uh, this is what grafal said on sebi zavala catching uh, the day game after a night game which you don't see that too often uh, this is grafal Two home runs and two RBIs, uh, two and a two RBI base hit. Uh, he's definitely catching a left-handed pitcher on the mound, trying to get another uh, right-handed bat. It doesn't matter if he's tired or not. He's catching. I'm sure he feels good. Uh, not going to check in, not going to ask him, uh, but you know what? He can do it. I'm sure. I'm sure everything's okay. And I'm sure Sevi Zavala was on cloud nine. After the game he had on Wednesday, uh, he was back there on Thursday. There was an interesting situation between him and Jake Berger that I'll get uh, get to a little bit later in the episode. Uh, Zavala uh, did not uh, have a similar performance offensively like he did on Wednesday. Uh, and then this uh, from uh, Daryl Van Scoven of the Chicago Sun-Times. Seems possible Michael Kopech could skip Oakland, uh, make one start uh, before the All-Star break, and then get an extended rest before his first start after the break. Uh, we want to make sure he's rested and ready to go, uh, Grafol said. Michael is extremely important to us in the second half. Uh, his last two games have been four innings. They've been a lot of stress. He's one guy who has benefited from a little bit of rest. Uh, he's probably running in unchartered territory when it comes to how many innings we we're going to ask of him this year. Uh, so this is something we've talked about, but is nothing etched in stone. Uh, Kopech has gone out twice and given us four innings. He doesn't feel great, but he's grinding through. That's an interesting uh, point there. He doesn't feel great, uh, but he's grinding through. Uh, we want him to get to the all-star break. Uh, he, there's a good chance he's good, but uh, we're always uh, got to be prepared for that. So, you know, reading some stuff that Michael Kopech, Kopech had said after his most recent start, it seems like he's a little confused on, you know, just how to command some of his pitches. Uh, that fastball uh, the other day, that was just flying out of his hand. It didn't it didn't look like he, he knew where that was going to go. He didn't look like he could control it. There was nothing pinpoint, spiking sliders into the ground. Uh, so when Grafol says he doesn't feel great, but he's grinding through, uh, you know, hopefully maybe that's just a confidence thing. I hope there isn't physically nagging this guy, a knee or arm or shoulder or anything. Uh, you know, we do, this guy is important. Michael Kopech is very important to the starting rotation. And I'm just hoping, to, I just was hoping to see a, a healthy Kopech uh, for as much as we possibly could. Uh, get him the rest if he needs some rest, if he needs a mental break, uh, whatever needs to happen. But, uh, you know, we need him for the stretch here after the break. 
Uh, how about uh, Tim Anderson in that two spot? You know, uh, I didn't, I haven't really see anything from Pedro Grafol before the game in defense of continually putting Tim Anderson uh, in that two hole. Uh, Anderson was hitless, was hitless uh, over his last 24 at bats coming into Thursday uh, and is two for 43, hitting 0 47. Uh, with three walks in his last 12 games. That was coming into Thursday. Uh, rough numbers for your two-spot guy. Uh, this is what assistant hitting coach uh, Chris Johnson had to say before the game. It's one of those things where you guys go into slumps, uh, Johnson said. Uh, even the greats, Tim Anderson, you know. Uh, yes, we all know he's a 300 hitter, and right now he's struggling and finding himself like uh, everybody else. Uh, all hitters go through it. The good thing about Tim is when he figures it out, he'll take off, and you'll see Tim Anderson. Uh, Tim Anderson was batting uh, 227, 267, 266 with zero home runs, uh, zero triples, nine doubles, and eight stolen bases in 57 games. Uh, per baseball reference, uh, wins above replacement. He's a minus 1.2 player this year. Uh, he's working his tail off, uh, Johnson continued. He's out there every day uh, buying into the things we're saying, so there's no complaints there. Uh, so, again, I haven't seen anything from Pedro Grafol on why T.A. continues to hit second. Uh, if every game does a matter for Pedro Grafol, it might be time to move him to a lo lower spot in the lineup. Now, he did have uh, two hits uh, on Thursday. Threes were wild. Uh, Lance Lynn gave up three home runs in the first three innings, but uh, the Sox offense had a huge third inning uh, to help Lance Lynn out. Uh, more on that in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Uh, take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get uh, 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets, uh, up to $2,000. Uh, that's right, just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200. You can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going uh, to the first uh, hit the first home run. All on an app that's safe, uh, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash lockdown to get up to $200. Uh, dollars in bonus bets. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Our White Sox uh, face off against the A's on Friday. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. Uh, and just a reminder here, programming note, uh, like, uh, of course, a lot of you, I'm going to be on vacation next week celebrating uh, the 4th of July, and I will be away from the microphone. Uh, so there will not be a new episode on July 3rd, 4th, or 5th. Uh, I will be back talking White Sox Blue Jays on July 6th. Uh, all right, that series finale, Sox Angels, uh, Sox uh, hung on 9-7 against the Angels to get the split. Uh, we'll go top of first uh, left-handed left pitcher Sandoval on the hill for the Angels. Uh, Remillard struck out. Uh, T.A. with a duck snort single. There we go, Anderson. Uh, he's off. Uh, Robert uh, 
A base hit through the right side. So first and third, only one out. A passed ball scored Anderson. A Robert to third. One nothing Sox quickly. Aloy popped out to short uh, center field and then Vaughn grounded out. But good to see the Sox on the board right, board right away. Uh, bottom first, uh, Lance Lynn. He gave it right back. A solo home run by Moniak. Uh, first hitter of the game. Uh, quickly uh, tied at one. Uh, nothing doing for the uh, White Sox, uh, top of the second. Bottom of the second for the Angels, Mike Moussakis with a solo shot. First home run as an Angel in his fourth all-time off of Lance Lynn. Uh, Renfro with a two-run home run later in the inning. Uh, Lance Lynn labored in the inning after that Renfro home run through a lot of pitches. Uh, it was 4-1 Angels, and you just felt, Oh, man, here we go. Here's that Lance Lynn. Uh, the Lance Lynn we saw the last time he pitched against the Angels. It did not look good, but just hang in there. Uh, hang in there. Lance Lynn uh, was able to survive. Uh, top of third, this was a fun, uh, action-packed uh, inning. Not the way you'd think it would go for the White Sox when you say, oh, wow, they scored six runs. Much must have been a bunch of home runs. It was a lot of little things. Um Zach Remillard got things going with his uh, fifth hit of the series. Uh, Tim Anderson with a seeing-eye single that got through the left side. Uh, third baseman shortstop could not handle it. So first two on, nobody out. Uh, Gordon Beckham uh, focusing a lot of attention on Luis Robert Jr.'s leg kick, showing uh, some different stills from uh, last night and today and uh, uh, all this kind of stuff that went into why maybe he's, uh, you know, falling off on some power. Uh, there was a lot going on. Gordon Beckham really focused on that leg kick. Uh, Robert had two strikes on him. Count went full uh, and he walked. Uh, so bases loaded, nobody out. Aloy flipped a single to center field. Two runs scored. It was 4-3 Angels. Uh, runners were at the corners. Count was full to Vaughn. Uh, he struck out. Uh, but Yaz came through with a single pass, the outstretched second baseman. I don't think that's a hit uh, last year. Uh, you know, Yaz, one of those players that's going to benefit uh, from the shift being banned. Uh, Sox tied it up, uh, then Berger with an infield pop out. Uh, so you got two away. Frazier followed what Yaz had done, a single through the right side. Five, four White Sox. And then Sebi was hit by a pitch. Uh, bases loaded, two outs. Uh, Sandoval was all kinds of frustrated. You could you could see it on his face, understandably so. It was really a death by paper cuts here. Uh, Remillard with his second hit of the inning uh, flipped it over the first base bag. Two runs scored, making it seven, five White Sox. Nothing hit terribly hard. I mean, they got on base and they just kept the line moving. Uh, two out hits, two out RBI, uh, give a pitcher nightmares. Uh, the Sox took what Sandoval gave them. Uh, when he was throwing some breaking stuff, nipping on the outside corner, Sox just went the opposite way, which was nice to see. Bottom of three, uh, Angels tacked on one run. Uh, so a lot of scoring in the first three innings. Lynn he looked pretty beat up, but uh, but he settled in, and uh, the game got pretty quiet, actually, for a while. Not a lot going on. Uh, top of four, Sandoval, uh, he settled down. And Mike Trout, uh, boy, he just hangs up there in center field. I mean, he just hung in the air and robbed Andrew Vaughn of a home run. 
Uh, he is that kind of player. Uh, bottom of four, 62 pitches on Lynn's arm and a two-run lead. Uh, had a 93-mile-per-hour cutter working of a trout uh, with a two-out double down the third baseline. Trout had three hits in the game. Uh, he went down and he got that breaking ball from Lynn. Uh, after an intentional walk to Otani, uh, Lynn went upstairs and got Drury on a 94-mile-per-hour cutter. Uh, the cutter was starting to work from uh, here on until the end of his outing. A top of five, Sandoval was still in there, and uh, but nothing doing for the White Sox. Uh, bottom five, Lynn was definitely locked in at this point. Uh, top of six, Angels finally went to their bullpen. Uh, bottom of six, uh, Lance Lynn was at uh, 89 pitches. And then this was kind of odd here in foul territory. Sebi and Berger collided uh, on an inning-ending pop-up. Now, Sebi did not look happy at all. It looked like Jake Berger was trying to apologize, check in on Sebi. Sebi wouldn't even look in Jake Berger's direction. But, you know, I think it was uh, Berger's ball all the way. Uh, Jason replayed uh, replayed that moment when they came back after break. Uh, Gordon weighed in on it. Gordon said, you know what, uh, that was definitely Jake Berger's ball 100%. I mean, Berger is coming in from third base. Sebi was kind of going backwards and twisting. I'm wondering if it was Sebi just trying to do way too much, uh, prove he should be playing every day. Uh, I, I don't know, but uh, I don't know what the saltiness was there between Sebi and Berger, but that was Berger's ball. He did make the catch. Uh, Lynn gave up runs in the first three innings, but completely settled down uh, and got the help from his offense. Uh, top of seven. Again, not much happening since the third inning for the White Sox as well. Both Angels and Sox quiet. Uh, bottom seven, it was uh, the bullpen. Joe Kelly came in. Still just a two-run game. A trout with a leadoff hit to left field. Kelly walked Otani. A very wild during that bat. So two on, nobody out. And I'm thinking, here we go. This is when uh, Kelly kind of, you know, has a meltdown. Uh, but no problem. Uh, he settled in. A fly out uh, to Loy in right field. Then Kelly got Mustakas to hit into an inning-ending double play. Big moment there uh, in the game. Top of eight. Sox left two on. Tim Anderson struck out uh, to end the inning. That duck snort that he had earlier in the game just seemed like it didn't do the trick for T.A. Uh, maybe on Friday. Bottom of eight. Robert hit by a pitch. He stole second base. He stole third. Uh, Vaughn made it to third when Trout dove and missed. It was ruled a triple, but of course, uh, if uh, Mike Trout doesn't dive, you know, and, and let that ball go past him, there's no way Vaughn is making it to third. Uh, but still, good to see Vaughn with the wheels. Uh, Sox uh, padded the lead, 8-5. And then a wild pitch uh, brought Vaughn home. It was 9-5, White Sox. Uh, so top of nine. And those two runs, those runs were very, very important. So it was a 7-5 game. Uh, White Sox got those two in the ninth to make it 9-5, and that proved – uh, very important because Kendall Graveman was right back out there in the ninth uh, and Trout with a two out, two strike base hit. Uh, then he just, and Trout makes it look so easy. I mean, he looks like in its textbook, his swing is, is almost mechanical. He does all the right things and just punched it over uh, shortstop's head uh, into the outfield. And then Shohei Otani. And, you know, he just, 
He was quiet for a while, but you know he had a no doubter to center field. Two run Jack. Uh, it was nine seven socks. So without those two runs from the socks, this game is tied, and you know what happens. Uh, when the Sox go into extra innings. Uh, Graveman stopped the bleeding right there. Game over. White Sox got the split. Uh, Lynn's final line, six innings, eight hits, five earned runs, a couple of walks, seven strikeouts, three home runs. Uh, his ERA, 6.47. He threw 105 pitches. Uh, pretty much nothing allowed after the third. I can't really call it a great outing from Lance Lynn. I mean, uh, he looked like he had he was having some major problems the first three innings. Now, he settled in. Uh, those those last three innings were good, and, and the Sox offense got him a ton of help in the third. But, I mean, man, uh, I, I don't know. If you could take, if you could separate, it was really a tale of two outings there uh, in one. Jacqueline Hyde, the first three, you know, some kind of classic Lynn, and then the last three, uh, some stuff that we kind of saw uh, in Seattle way back when. So then Kelly Santos Graveman were out of the pen on Thursday. Sacks offense, nine runs, nine hits, zero home runs. Uh, Vaughn with that triple. Sebi 0 for 2 with a strikeout and uh, almost uh, collided with uh, Jake Berger there uh, in, a, in an interesting uh, foul territory play. Tim Anderson, he was 2 for 5 with two strikeouts. Uh, Remillard hitting in the top spot was 2 for 4 with a walk. Uh, Sacks were five for 14 uh, with runners in scoring position. And this is what Grafol said after the game. If anyone questions if these guys want it, they play hard and to the end. Uh, That's your answer right there. Uh, Just passing it on to the next guy. Grafol continued, take your walks. Don't strike out. Put the ball in play. Uh, We struck out too much after after finishing with 16. Uh, but they threw some good arms. Uh, our offense is capable of a lot of good things. We just have to put it together. Uh, so the White Sox continue their West Coast trip and head to Oakland for a three-game series. Uh, more on that in a moment. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Sox at Oakland. Uh, White Sox have not named a starter as of yet uh, for Friday and Sunday, but Dylan Cease will go uh, for game two on Saturday, Oakland is 21 and 62 on the year. They are 29 games back in the AL West. Uh, White Sox were five and two against Oakland last year. Uh, Sox won three of four in Oakland last year in early September, and that just does not happen. Uh, it has been a difficult place for the White Sox to find success, uh, but this is a very different Oakland team this year. Uh, I went out to Oakland to see a a White Sox series, I think 2019, 2018 or 2019. Uh, I'm not itching to get back to Oakland anytime soon, that's for sure. And in a three-game series, I think we went to two of the three games. I did not see a win. Uh, I mean, Sox just, you know, they couldn't get anything going uh, at the Coliseum. Uh, since we know Dylan Cease will go on Saturday, uh, Cease has a 2-0 record with an ERA of two flat and 21 strikeouts and three appearances uh, versus the Athletics in his career. Uh, Cease, during that series I mentioned uh, in Oakland last year on September 8th, he went six innings, three hits, zero earned runs, a couple of walks, and nine strikeouts. Uh, looking for something like that on Saturday. 
Uh, Dylan Cease is three and three with an ERA of 4.04 and 110 strikeouts in 17 appearances this season. He's been taking the ball every fifth day. Uh, last time we saw Cease, uh, Sachs lost a tough one to the Angels. Cease's line, six innings, five hits, one earned run, uh, zero walks, and 10 strikeouts. Uh, so again, no podcast on July 3rd, 4th, or 5th. Hopefully you have a happy and safe 4th of July. I'll be back uh, for that Blue Jay Sox series on Thursday, July 6th with a new episode. But uh, if you have the opportunity, check out the uh, podcast Pod of Fame. Uh, there's a new episode that drops on Monday, July 3rd. Uh, I joined the episode to defend Dick Allen. I think it's a great episode. Uh, you know, in, in his battle to get uh, into the Hall of Fame. Folks, thank you so very much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere. Uh, you find your podcast. We're on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And any questions or comments you have, you can get them in at LockdownSox at gmail.com. Uh, our White Sox take on the A's uh, starting on Friday. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen uh, each and every day. And hey, everydayers, you know who you are on the next episode. Uh, I will check in on what's going on uh, with the Sox and Blue Jays next week on July 6th. Appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Morowski. Until next time, go Sacks.